It's an Optimism Wednesday, and, and for the Optimism Wednesday, we're wearing the Colts sweater, and we're going to talk about what would comprise a perfect Colts offseason, which has begun. The NFL, the NFL offseason has begun in earnest. The Colts offseason began over a month ago. Got to have a shorter offseason next year. That's going to be the key in building this offseason correctly. You've got to get the offseason right in order to get the regular season right, and that's Chris Ballard's job right now. We're going to talk about the elements of a perfect offseason because it's Optimism Wednesday. It's what we do. Butler, they lost last night. IU's women's team, they traveled to Madison, Wisconsin tonight to take on the Badgers, and the Pacers play their final game before the All-Star break tonight in Toronto. Really kind of need a win. I, I don't think that momentum carrying over the All-Star break after a win means anything, but a win will mean something because what the what the Pacers should have done was won against or win against Charlotte. And if you can't win against Charlotte, you know what? You better win against Toronto and you better make up for that loss that came to one of the NBA's worst teams. This is Breakfast with Kent. For Valentine's Day, you better take care of your lady fellas, and you better take care of your gentlemen ladies, or your gentlemen gentlemen and ladies ladies, whatever. Whoever your special person is, take good care of that special person today. For the love of Pete, this is a day to remind them that you know how lucky you are to have them in your life today. So, uh, make sure and do that. It's February 14th. 2024 were brought to you by the great people at MyBookie. Look, you use the promo code Kent, you're going to have an opportunity for uh, sign-up bonuses that are lucrative, and that's wonderful. It's just about having fun. Don't go heavy. Don't go crazy. Don't bet the house payment, but have a little bit of fun. A little action on a game heightens the the emotional tether you have between yourself and that game. So. Don't worry about it. Have fun. Uh, the people at my bookie, where you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Let's talk uh, about what else. Yeah, really, I mean, these are responsibilities. You've, you've got to subscribe to the channel. Let's go. Hit the subscribe button and hit the bell button so you get an alert every time we go live so you never miss a show. And then hit the thumbs up, the like. Every time you watch any video, it's the polite thing to do. People spend a lot of time, trying at least some of them, trying to prepare to present quality content. Hitting the like button is, is the, uh, the least you can do, right? And if you want to make a donation, make a donation. It's a wonderful thing to do. For, uh, 141JM said with his donation, uh, Good evening from Perth, Western Australia. Uh, your th thought night on a Chase Young prove-it deal. Oh, I, I, I don't need something like that. I'll tell you, though, what a perfect offseason would be and the free agent that I would target in the offseason. So let's talk about what a perfect offseason would be, and thank you very much for the donation. What would a – and have a great time in Perth, Australia. Holy cow. Australia is like the coolest place on the planet, isn't it? It seems like a, a wonderful place where people are very chill. You have a great time. Enjoy yourself. I've never heard anybody say they didn't have a great time either living in or visiting Australia. All right. 
the first thing you got to do in this offseason, hopefully, hopefully, Jim Ursay, full recovery. That would be, that's a wonderful cherry on the top of a great offseason. It's also the cake and the frosting. So uh, all prayers every day on a daily basis for Jim Ursay's complete recovery and, and that he's back running the team that he loves and that he has loved since his childhood. All good things for Jim Ursay. Uh, then you want Anthony Richardson, and here's what I want for Anthony. You want complete health. You want him to be healthy on September 8th when things get going for the Colts in the regular season, but you want health prior to that. You want the mini camp, him to be healthy. You want OTAs. You want training camp. 100% health for Anthony Richardson, but what you also want is that Anthony Richardson doesn't get too far out over his skis trying to build that shoulder strength back. You don't want that. You, you want him to take this in, in the procedure and, and with the steps necessary to hopefully guarantee long-term health with that shoulder. That's got to be the goal of the recovery, right? And so he's going to be told and is being told by trainers, do this, don't do that, do this this many times, don't do it that many times. Hopefully, Anthony Richardson listens, processes, that shoulder gets strong again, and all of a sudden he's a better quarterback than he was before he got hurt. That would be wonderful. He had the year. A lot of people debated whether he should play or whether he should sit for a year, kind of a la Patrick Mahomes, so he could audit and figure things out. I would argue that you get more out of playing, but he got to do both. He went through camp healthy as a starting quarterback, played five games, and, and went through the process of preparing to play, starting games, and then shoulder surgery, he went on the shelf. So he kind of got the, the best of both worlds. Is that the right way to phrase it? of playing and not playing. I, I don't think that that's the best of both worlds, not in my world, but hopefully it prepared him for what will be a long and successful career as one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC. That's got to be the goal. All right, uh, here are other components of a perfect offseason. Chris Ballard franchises Michael Pittman at $20.7 million in advance of signing him to a four-year $85 million uh, dollar deal. That extension, and that might be a little bit light, but you guarantee more of it. The, the guarantee is really the thing. But a four-year deal for a guy who has shown the consistent growth that Pittman has, I think is entirely justified. You also sign Grover Stewart and Kenny Moore. Stewart, three years, 30 million. Moore, three years, 20 million, something in that neighborhood. Kenny Moore is about a $7 million a year guy. Grover Stewart's about a $10 million a year guy. There you go. Grover Stewart, nice defensive tackle. We like Grover Stewart. But you've got to be, uh, one of the problems, and we talked about this yesterday with Chris Ballard, is I think he becomes emotionally attached to guys. He doesn't look at these guys, and, and you have to do it in the offseason. In the season, they're your guys. And you love them, and you hug them, and you, you poke, and you prod them, and let's go, right? In the offseason, you got to be a little bit more ruthless. You have to look at these guys as either uh, credits or debits. And at what level their credits, what is their value? And if somebody comes in and offers Grover Stewart three years, $42 million, 
Yeah, what do you do? He had a $14 million defensive tackle, so you let him go. And you understand that you're going to get quality play out of somebody in that position. And Grover Stewart at the age of 30, I think really good football is ahead of him. Him missing that six weeks with that suspension, we, we tend to like look the other way at that because we really like Grover Stewart. He is an awesome dude. Went to Albany State. Southwest Georgia is not an easy place to grow up. And that's where Grover grew up. He knows, you know, he he appreciates what he's got. And, and because of that, you kind of hug him and love him a little bit. And I don't know whether that's the right tactic with with guys. You know what I mean? Can they win you a championship? Is this a championship-level defensive tackle? Is Kenny Moore a championship-level nickel corner? That's the question. Um, and then you got to cut Mo Ali Cox and Ashton Doolin. Then you restructure Braden Smith. That saves about $14.2 million against the cap. With Pittman, Stewart, Moore signed, that's $37 million from the $75.8 you would have if you make those cuts. And again, no shame in being cut and not trying to be harsh with Mo Ali Cox and Ashton Doolin. But what you get for the cash last year? Really not so very much. That leaves $38 million bucks in cap space. You use that $38 million, part of it, to sign Jalen Johnson. Uh, what they say his value is, five years, $78 million. That leaves twenty-five or $23 million. Um, and, and Ballard could, Moogie Foogie, those other deals, the extensions, with bonuses to create a little bit more uh, cap space. We'll see if he does it. And with that cap space, you can go get a, a moderately expensive uh, wide receiver, if you like, or keep the cap space. I'm not mad about that. Uh, then in the draft, you got to take Brock Bowers at 15. If he's available at 15, you take him. Because in order to be relevant toward uh, winning a championship, you have got to have uh, an offensive weapon at the tight end position. Is Will Mallory that guy? I don't know. Well, I guess we're going to find out. But he's not, to this point, he's not George Kittle, and he's not Travis Kelsey, and you need that kind of guy. And, you know, Goddard, Ertz, Kincaid, all the teams that contend for a championship have that guy at tight end. So you got to go get him. And if Bowers is the guy, Bowers is the guy. Uh, in the second round, you take Brian Thomas, wide receiver out of LSU. I think he's got the most upside Probably going to be gone when the Colts draft in the second. But this is a best-case scenario, optimistic Wednesday draft. So Michael Thomas, somehow, some way, people are like, ah, oh, Pasadena. No, I'd rather take this guy. And all of a sudden, he falls to the Colts. Colts take him, and as a result, they get two weapons at the top of the draft that they're like, I love these guys you got to have more people who can go, like, God bless Alec Pierce. Maybe Anthony Richardson being the quarterback is going to help Anthony or Alec Pierce be the guy that people think he might be. Drafted 53rd, there are a lot of really, really good wide receivers who are drafted in that neighborhood. George Pickens drafted immediately prior, right? So, but he hasn't been that yet. 
And we have no reason to suspect he's going to become that. We hope, we hope that he will. You know what I mean? Josh Downs, pretty good in the slot. He was productive last year. You get a guy, uh, a bookend receiver with the offensive line that returns intact. Anthony Richardson healthy for 17 weeks. And Brock Bowers at tight end. You got a chance to do some special things offensively. Then you got to hope that you're able to get a safety who can play in the third round, fourth round, someplace, some guy who can play a little bit of safety. Or you go out and sign a veteran free agent. And we've been down that road before with Mike Adams, a guy like that. A veteran toward the end of his career, but knows enough about playing safety to be able to overcome the athletic limitations that age kind of foist upon us all. All right, that is a perfect... Yeah, uh, Thomas last year, it, it, by the way, that's not an optimistic Wednesday projection uh, of, uh, of Brian Thomas, um, for Brian Thomas. He hopes to go long before. Uh, he'd like to be a late first-round pick if they can get that done. He doesn't want to last into the middle of the second. But 17 yards per catch last year, 17 touchdowns for LSU. He was really, really good and explosive and projects toward that in the NFL. Not one of the elite-level wide receivers, but a good one. Uh, Marquette beat Butler last night, 78-72. Good game for Butler. Just not enough defense. Down 12. They cut the lead to 2 with 3 minutes left, and then Marquette finished on a 12-8 run. There's your 6-point difference. Not bad against number 4. Pacers at Toronto tonight, 7 o'clock. Need to win to go into the break feeling good about yourselves. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on this Wednesday, this Valentine's Day, this Ash Wednesday. All, all signs lead to optimism. Uh, Sadler Bell, happy birthday. Phil Thompson, happy birthday. Nancy Brown, happy birthday. Donna Halper, Alan Stewart, the great Jim Wainwright, celebrating a birthday. Michael West, the great Kelsey Barlow. One of the all-time greats at Cathedral High School basketball. Taylor Scott, happy birthday. Loved working with Taylor. Ken Levine, Ron Algini, and happy Valentine's Day. Will you be my Valentine? Wait, I've already got a Valentine. The great Julie's my Valentine. She is going to be my Valentine. I couldn't be happier about it. If today's your birthday, you know what? Celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment, pay your loved one or ones, hey, we're not judging, a compliment today on Valentine's Day. Make them feel better about themselves, and you'll feel better about yourself. We'll talk to you later this afternoon uh, on the radio show on WGCLradio.com. At about 725, I'm going to talk about the home improvement nonsense that I tried to enact yesterday and uh, paid a fairly grim price. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That's the way it goes. That's my life, man. That's, hey, I can do this. And uh, no, uh, pick up the phone, call somebody who can do it. That's my advice to you on this Valentine's Day.